0: This is America's Health Care Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a great day here on a kind of a crummy afternoon in the heartland, but we're going to make it through. Uh, try not to get uh, too crummy in our coverage of uh, the, the news related to healthcare, but as always, there is plenty to talk about here in the industry coming up on the program. We're going to have analysis from Alan Hager, our guest co-host. Uh, once again, he sat in for me once again and did very well, Might might add, uh, last week, as he always did. He'll be coming up uh, after a couple of stories uh, here in the second segment. And the main thing we're going to talk about is uh, the proposed merger of Walgreens and Rite Aid to large pharmacies, going again with the theme that we've been talking about over and over again here on America's Healthcare Challenge. If it's the first time you've heard it or you're hearing this program, thank you so much for taking a moment out of your day to listen to us. You can join the conversation at any point, 402-342-1290. This show is live. We're doing it live, like Bill O'Reilly said. If you have questions with open enrollment Any comments that you'd like to share, if something that we say trips a trigger, feel free at any point uh, to do that. You can also uh, send us an email uh, as well, which is uh, the email address is info at edbellisinc.com, which is the organization uh, that makes this show happen and more about them uh, later in the program. Like I've said many, many times, there's been so many different uh, things happening in the industry, and as I've been traveling and talking to people all over the country, it's really interesting to see how it's really starting to uh, come together. Had an interesting conversation with somebody up in uh, the Detroit, Michigan area over the week, and they made a prediction that they thought that there are going to be, at the end of uh, maybe 10 years from now, two mega healthcare provider uh, organizations out there, uh, meaning that there's going to be so much consolidation and people buying it that we're really going to have uh, two um, systems, if you will. Quite interesting uh, how that could play out. Is it going to be one that's better for for the people with the money and one that's not quite so good uh, for for those without it? Uh, Maybe one that's uh, more for people with public programming. Uh, Something that we're going to have to um, keep our eyes on because there's just so much happening. Last week we talked about a mega merger in the IT, or I guess it was two weeks ago, talking about another merger in in the IT space uh, with with Dell and uh, EMC, wasn't it? And um, I mean, just um, w- when you pay attention to it, and I understand that's a difficult thing, because first of all, Nebraska is playing, so people probably aren't listening to this right now. Uh, but if you're listening to it later, uh, you really need to start paying attention uh, to some of these things that are happening, because it's going to affect you uh, as a consumer, especially if you're a consumer of healthcare, which many of us are. Most of us, I get it from, their, from our employer, Unfortunately, employers now have some new things that they're having to deal with as a result of all of these changes. But many people also get it, um, maybe they're between jobs or they just decide to get a uh, a policy on their own in the individual marketplace. Beginning next week, it's open enrollment. Uh, That is the open enrollment season where one could go to healthcare.gov and sign up for a policy. So we're going to have everything you need to know on that coming up this week as well. But I wanted to uh, take a few moments to look at uh, some high-level things related to open enrollment and um, whether or not we're executing uh, as a nation on um, the plans of this law. I know that they, we were told that uh, this law was going to cover 32 million people at the end of 10 years. We are about, uh, are we almost uh, five years into it, so we're about at the halfway point. And obviously the first year they failed miserably. Uh, the uh, the uh, execution of healthcare.gov was a complete disaster, but it's looking a little bit better now because they finally, um, you know, with a several hundred million dollars, uh, outsourced it to have somebody develop it. But as all reports are indicating that it's going to be a much better uh, shopping experience for people. But I wanted to take a look at this uh, Congressional Budget Office score. And this came – the Congressional Budget Office is the organization that everybody quotes in – policy. So the president will cite the Congressional Budget Office, members of Congress, and the Senate will do the same. And so we're looking back at March 2015, and we wanted to see, we're going to see uh, in about three months when it's over, we're going to come back and see uh, when they do publish their numbers, uh, whether or not they executed on that. But I just wanted to, first of all, let you know that uh, the cost of the law has actually gone up uh, from what we were originally told. It's uh, was We were told that it was going to be a little bit under trillion dollars over 10 years Uh, it's coming in at 1.2 trillion uh, for the next 10 years no major surprise uh, because they put all the bending spending and cost containment uh, in the law to uh, start rolling out uh, now basically and so we're going to see uh, quite a bit I just wanted to draw some attention to a fact of uh, when you're looking at uh, their little matrix that they put together they have what are called revenue raises or taxes and there's really only four of them that matter uh, by this, but uh, one of them is a penalty f- payment for people with uninsured. So Those are uninsured. The penalty goes up to the greater of 2.5% of your income or uh, $700 or $695. And that is looking like it's going to be about $2 billion in penalties on people that don't want to have insurance this year, going up to about $5 billion. Uh, and penalties uh, that the IRS is collecting from individuals who don't want to pay for insurance. So it's probably a better thing to um, buy something because you're getting absolutely no value in paying the penalty, and I think a lot of people are going to get a rude awakening when they're going to uh, Best Buy to get their new flat screen uh, with their tax return next spring and to find out that uh, their tax return got gobbled up by the tax man. Let's see. uh, Number two, revenue raiser, and this is the one that I've... (laughs) really need to make people uh i, I sound like a broken record talking about these penalties coming for employers but aside uh that it's almost as big in pe- as of a tax as all of the uh there's 19 taxes in the law and the penalty for employers is almost as large as all of the uh other looks like 15 combined so over 10 years it's 167 billion dollars in tax penalties Uh, Coming to employers. This is according to the Congressional Budget Office. Why am I talking about this? Well, the reason I'm talking about this is because the government is not meeting their own um, expectations that they have put out uh, many, many times in the public, whether that's in congressional hearings or in the reports that they're publishing. And We wanna draw attention to see uh, how that's going to work and the reason why is we've got to, in order for this law to work, whether you want it to work or not, get more people into the system for it to be able to uh, function uh, on its own. There are theories that uh, it was set up to fail. We can talk about that a little bit later, but where they're at right now, which is just a little bit more than 10 million people um, insured, I just have to beg uh, pose the question of the week, um, which is a rhetorical question. Um, was it really worth or is it really worth um, trashing, not really trashing the industry, but completely disrupting it, uh, making less choice for consumers, making um, more mega organizations and uh, huge consolidation to become a monopolistic environment where eventually the government uh, will come in to, to take it over, possibly. Is that worth it? That's my question for you, 402-342-1290. Was all of this cost, this $1.2 trillion worth it to cover uh, 10 10 million people so far and no more than 30, they're saying? We'll find out and talk about it more. This is America's Healthcare Challenge, back right up the